You are listening to episode number one of the First Year Teacher Podcast. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Now you all remember how scary your first days at school were. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Well, hello and welcome to the very first episode of the First Year Teacher Podcast. My name is Zach Woodward and I will be your host each week. I am a primary school teacher from Brisbane, Australia, currently in my fourth year of teaching. I learnt a lot in my first year as a teacher, and I'm certainly still learning new things every day. So the aim of this podcast is for me to share some of those learnings with you, and also to interview other experienced teachers to get some tips and tricks from them along the way. So whether you're a first year teacher, or a uni student, or you've been teaching for a while now, or you think that teaching is something you'd like to do one day, this podcast is for you. Each episode is going to be short and to the point, so let's get into it. Today's topic is starting term too strong, five questions you can ask yourself each day. Now, at the time of recording this, we are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, and most teachers will be doing a combination of working face-to-face at school with students and doing online learning, at least for the first five weeks of term two. So it certainly is a challenging time to be a teacher, but nevertheless, the five questions I'm about to give you are things you can ask yourself each day uh, for at least the first few weeks of term two. And hopefully, if you continue to ask yourself these questions, you'll start to notice some slight improvements in your teaching practice. The first question to ask yourself each day is, how could I have been more organized today? Now, the word organization, I'm sure, means many different things to each different teacher. It could mean having your photocopying ready to go each morning. It could mean having checked that all of the links that you're giving your students actually work for the websites you need them to access today. Or if you teach in the early years, organization for you could mean something like remembering that you have two helpers coming in today to do reading rotations and you need to have books and instructions ready to go for each of them. For me, I learned this lesson of being organized again and again each day in my first year of teaching and even now each day I'm remembering how important it is to be organized. I remember that once in my first year of teaching, I was doing this geography activity and students were researching statistics about Australia's trade with Asia. Now, the success of this lesson relied very heavily upon the link that I gave the students working. It was a website link to some government statistics website. Anyway, I gave the students the link and it didn't work. The website no longer existed. And there I was trying to work out on the spot how to get through the next 35 minutes of this lesson. It was a disaster. So at the end of that lesson, I learned two valuable lessons. The first one was obviously to always check every link that I'm using. But secondly, to have backups just in case the internet drops out. So I now save a PDF of all of the information sites I link to my students each day just in case the internet drops out. And a few weeks ago, last term, that came in very handy. The internet did not work, and so I had a PDF of the information I needed the students to access, and I just put that up on the screen for every student to see. So thank goodness I learned that organization lesson very early. And so in this, my fourth year of teaching, I still definitely have those moments every day where I'm disorganized and I I haven't had a plan B. But thankfully, uh, I'm getting better at it, 
and it's becoming rarer that I have a disaster like I did in that first year. So that is question number one. How could I have been more organized today? Question number two is what was a highlight from each lesson? You'll notice that question number one leaned towards constructive criticism of your lessons and teaching practice. Now that's really important and we do need to do that every day. But it's also important to notice the things that you did well. So let's now focus on the positives. It could be when a quiet, normally reserved student raised their hand and offered an answer for the first time all term. Or it could be a maths problem solving lesson that was so much fun you didn't want the bell to ring. Or it could even be a well-constructed sentence that one of your students wrote in the English lesson. It could be anything. And if you reflect on a positive from each lesson each day, you might actually eventually start to notice a bit of a pattern. You might notice that when you structure lessons in certain ways or sit students in a certain area, that these highlights and positive elements happen more and more often. For me, when I reflected on my highlights of lessons, I noticed that each time I started my maths lessons with a quiz like letters and numbers or a quick game like buzz, that the lesson went much better and the students were engaged from the very beginning of that lesson. And so what I've done now is because of reflecting upon that, uh, I make that a part of every single maths lesson. And I notice that when I do that, that that is a highlight of that lesson and the students who don't like maths are are more likely to engage themselves in the rest of the lesson. So that is question number two. What was a highlight from each lesson? Question number three is a tricky one. And that is, is there a student I didn't engage with today? I like this question and I think it's a really important one. Because when I was on prac in my third year of uni, one of my mentor teachers said to me, that we as teachers should try to have a positive interaction with every student every day. With every student every day. Now put yourself in the shoes of a school student. Imagine if your teacher had some sort of positive discussion or interaction with you every single day of your schooling year. You might even remember a teacher who did this for you when you were in school. Now you'd start to feel valued, you'd be encouraged in your work, and you'd feel pretty safe in your learning environment. Let's now imagine the opposite scenario. Imagine if your teacher went a whole week without even saying your name, or asking you how your weekend was, or asking you how your dog Rover is going. You might start to feel a little bit lost and undervalued in the classroom. And in every class I've taught for the last four years, there have been students who fly under the radar. Sometimes they've been the quiet students or the ones who are struggling with work but are too afraid to ask for help. Or they have often been the really, really capable students, well-mannered, who go about their work without any fuss and do their work quietly. I've noticed that upon reflection, uh, sometimes I did go a whole day without interacting with those students at all. You see, if we're not careful, we can fall into the habit of letting these students fly under the radar and we miss out on that opportunity to form a really good teacher-student relationship. And similarly with the students in our class who tend to misbehave. I'm sure you can think about a student in your class who you're often having discussions with in a negative sense because of their behavior. 
Now, if all of our interactions with them are reactive and negative, we're not going to form that good student-teacher relationship that we need in order to turn their behavior around and help them thrive. So at the end of each day, when you ask yourself that question, write down the names of any students who you feel like you've missed. Any students who you feel like you haven't had a discussion with or you haven't had a positive interaction with. And write their name down somewhere that you will see it first thing when you get to school the next day. And when you see their name, when you arrive at school, written down, it is your mission to find that student and have a positive interaction with them as soon as you can that morning. If you make this a habit, you will start to see the fruits of these positive student-teacher relationships with every single student in your class. So that is question number three. Is there a student I did not engage with today? And just as a side note, uh, during this COVID-19 time of learning from home, this will be more challenging. So make sure that you're making an extra effort to use your school's online learning platform or email to have as many individual feedback sessions with students as you can. Question number four is, was I consistent with my expectations today? And I would add a second part to this, and that is, did I follow through with my expectations and consequences? In my first year of teaching, about five weeks in, I was observed by another member of staff. And she gave me some really, really good feedback about things I was doing well and also the things that I could improve on. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was that she gently pointed out to me that each time I transitioned between activities, I told the students to do so without speaking. But each time they spoke. And I just stood at the front of the classroom asking them again and again to stop speaking. And now this colleague of mine helped me realize that I wasn't following through with my expectations and that if I wanted the students to do something quietly, it meant quietly. And there would have to be consequences if the students weren't following that. And so by the end of my first year, I'd improved on this, but I certainly hadn't mastered it. And pretty much every teacher I've spoken to recently has said the exact same thing about their first year of teaching. But over time, I got better and better at enforcing my expectations and following through with consequences when students were doing things that they weren't meant to be doing. So this is the same for behavior and for for what we expect as far as the standard of work that students are handing into us. So that is question number four to ask yourself each day. Was I consistent with my expectations? That brings us to question number five. And that is, did I notice something that my colleagues did today? Now, the first thing you might be thinking is, well, I'm in my own classroom teaching my own students all day. How could I possibly watch another teacher? But I'm not just talking about what teachers do in the classroom. I'm talking about watching how other teachers interact with students at lunchtime while they're on playground duty or watching how your colleagues get their class to line up at the end of each break. Or what sort of instructions do you hear coming from the teacher next door? Or when you walk your class to music or PE, how does that teacher greet them? And after school, have you watched what the teacher next door to you does with their class when they're leaving? The experienced teachers on your staff will all do different little things that you can pick up on over time. In my first year teaching, I noticed another teacher on lunchtime duty walking around with a wheelie bin Uh, asking students to put rubbish in there and thanking them for making the school a cleaner place. 
And I thought, that's a great idea. And so I do that now when I'm on duty. Or I also noticed another teacher who would stand at the front door of their classroom after the bell went in the afternoon until every student had left. And that teacher was making sure all the students had what they needed for homework. And while that teacher was there, they were asking students what they were up to that afternoon and showing interest in their sporting and cultural activities outside of school. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. So I've now made that part of my practice each afternoon as well when the students are leaving. And you have so many other things that you can learn from your colleagues just by taking the time to watch them. So make sure you take a little bit of time every day to watch your colleagues, watch what they're doing, watch how they're interacting with one another, and ask yourself, did I notice something my colleagues did today? And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Those five questions again to ask yourself every day are, how could I have been more organized? What was a highlight from each lesson? Is there a student I didn't engage with today? Was I consistent with my expectations? And did I notice something my colleagues did today? So thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the First Year Teacher Podcast. You can find more content like this and inspiration over on our Instagram and our Facebook page, uh, which is just forward slash First Year Teacher Podcast. And you can tune in next week to hear some tips on how we can provide pastoral care for our students during this COVID-19 time of learning from home. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.